this Lent, the Lord is calling us to become once more who we really are, who we naturally are, fully human. In order to do this, we must sacrifice all that is unnatural about us, everything that keeps us from loving God above all things and everything that gets between us and our obedience to Jesus. Last week, Jesus invited us out into the solitude of the desert with him. Now, this wasn't a pleasant trip by any stretch of the imagination, because Satan tempted us out there and our perceived comfort was stripped away from us. But in the solitude of the desert, the Lord began a beautiful new thing in us by revealing to us that it is in that place, in the place of desolation, where we begin to experience the true comfort our souls long for. The Gospel always finds itself in the midst of misery. Now on the second Sunday of Lent, Jesus continues guiding us on the journey back to our natural selves by putting us to the test. Not only us, though, but also Abraham and Isaac, Peter and the disciples, and the church Catholic. They're all different stories that we just heard, but they all have the same test. And Jesus knows that we can only handle so much, so his test only has one question, but it's a terribly important one. Do you love God above all, or do you love the treasures of God above all? Notice the subtlety of that question. Both option A and option B are very, very good things. St. James is the one who reminds us that every good endowment and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. The gifts and the treasures, however, are given as a means to direct our hearts and minds back to its giver, to, to draw us upward. The Father of lights gives every good endowment and every perfect gift so that we would do what is natural to us, namely give Him all the glory and honor, praise, and love. Sadly, though, on this side of Eden, we take the gift and the treasure and we twist it into, into being our God. We take what was given as an icon, a window into the divine and try to force it into being heaven itself. We, we craft it into being an idol. 
I know how I want to answer this test question. After all, I am a pastor and I studied Jesus for a pretty long time. But if I answer that question the way I want to, I know that I would be accused of cheating. I want to desperately say that I love God above all else, but in reality, I actually love His treasures more. I'm preoccupied by His treasures more. I invite you to correct me if I'm wrong after the Eucharist, but I think I might just be safe to say that that's true for you too. The treasures our hearts hoard are numerous and come in many different shapes and sizes. Yeah, we like the shiny things. I mean, who doesn't? Our money and house and car and gadgets and the status symbols that are here today and gone tomorrow. But I find that we hoard those treasures in response to the treasures we cling to the most, the ones who share our lives and oftentimes our names, our family and friends, and our very selves. I spent a lot of time wrestling with this reality this week, and to be honest, I was kind of tormented by it. Why do I hoard so many treasures around myself, walling my heart off from God? I asked God to show me this week why I do this, thinking and hoping that maybe he wouldn't. That'd be okay. And then he called my bluff, and he cut me to the core. And then I stumbled across this pretty remarkable quote by one of my favorite theologians, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, from his book Discipleship that put it all into perspective. This is what he writes. Earthly goods deceive the human heart into believing that they give it security and freedom from worry but in truth, they're what cause anxiety. The heart which clings to goods receives them the, the choking burden of worry. Worry collects treasures, and treasures produce more worries. We desire to secure our lives with earthly goods. We want our worrying to make us worry-free, but the truth is the opposite. The chains which bind us to earthly goods, the clutches which hold the goods tight, are themselves worries. There it is. We choose God's treasures over God because we are plagued by worry and anxiety for ourselves and our children and our families and our friends. We hoard money because we are worried about our future security and our children's future security for our well-being and theirs. We stockpile shiny things 
to keep us from acquainting ourselves with our own brokenness. We strive to make our kids the best athlete or the best academic or the best whatever over making them into the best saint because we worry that, man, if we bring them to church and don't let them do their sports, they might not like us. Or they won't perpetuate the same vicious cycle that we as parents have been trapped in. We, like Peter, take the Lord aside and rebuke him when he says these things aren't good for us. How dare you, Lord? How dare you say these things aren't good for me? How dare you suggest that the good has to be sacrificed? How dare you? And in response to this, Jesus has a tough word for us, but a word we need to hear. Get behind me, Satan. For you are not on the side of God, but on the side of men. It's as if Jesus is coming up to us today and, and shaking us. Shape up! Snap out of it! You're deceiving yourselves. Satan, the great deceiver. This is not who you are. This is not natural. You're choosing the things of men over me. Don't you see that choosing earthly goods over your heavenly Father makes you more anxious and worried? Don't you see that this too must be sacrificed? We think that this response from from Jesus is a response of anger, but in it you can see that his heart is cracked wide open. And what's so beautiful about this response is that when he says it to Peter, he's not sending him off to think about what he's done. And he's not casting us away today for failing his test. No, no. Instead, he tells us to do one of the most natural things we can do. Get behind me. Fall back in line. Get behind me and let me remind you who you are. Get behind me and let me lead you to Calvary where the treasures that worry you are sacrificed and where you're united again to the one who yearns to fill your heart and scatter your anxiety. Get behind me And let me give you faith like Abraham that chooses God over the greatest treasure of his life, his son. Get behind me. Because when you are behind me, you see only me. When we take this leap of faith to sacrifice our treasures, big and small, Jesus takes them and then gives them back to us 100-fold. 
This is the beauty of our Lord. Give Him your money. Give Him your shiny things. He promises you that you'll never be in need. You'll never miss a meal. He'll provide daily for you. Give Him the masks that cover up your brokenness. He knows who you are and He wants you as you are. Give Him your children. He promises that He'll never leave them, He'll never hurt them, and He'll always love them. But listen close. He wants to see them. And when He does, He'll make them into the greatest thing in the world, a saint after God's own heart. Today, Jesus is giving us a test. Will we choose Him or will we choose His treasures? He's already chosen us. As St. Paul reminded us today, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And now He he shares with us the cheat sheet for passing the test today in the way of sacrifice. So let's use this sacrifice because in it, in it we are transformed back into our natural selves. We're dialed back in. Let's sacrifice that false comfort because then we'll be given everlasting peace and let's sacrifice those treasures we cling to so much, all we have and all we are. Because then we'll be given the true riches of heaven in our Lord Jesus.